You're listening to Bad Trip, the true crime and other weird shit podcast where two sisters take you on a wild ride through some of the world's most fucked up places. Each episode, we journey to a new location and explore its sordid past, creepiest urban legends, and landmarks you won't find in the guidebooks. So buckle up, because it's about to be a bad trip. We interrupt this program because the civil authorities have issued a contagious disease warning. Now we're one. Where is your emergency? The U.S. Navy has finally acknowledged that videos appearing to show UFOs flying through the air are real. Initially, many thought the pops they heard uh, were fireworks associated with the show, but soon it became obvious that this was an attack. Hello, hello, hello. Bad Trip here. Ooh, hey, we're back. This is Bad Trip calling. Ooh, ooh, I'm caffeinated. Ooh, I'm a little caffeinated. I think I'm overcompensating for my sleepiness by be like playing up my caffeinatedness. Okay, I'm just like lit for the weekend. Hell yeah. I'm Shauna. I'm Taylor. Thank you for listening to our weird podcast. Yeah, we're here for Oregon again, episode 24. Hell yeah. So the way this thing works is we, we've been doing four episodes per state. Eventually we'll get to some countries and stuff, but you know, we're just kind of, we're along for the ride, if you will. So last week we gave you some little detours, some short stories about weird or depressing things that have happened in Oregon. Yeah. And this week, Taylor's going to tell us some laws that probably shouldn't exist, but still do. And I'm also going to tell you some really cool pit stops. And we went creepy, creepier this week. Nice. Yeah. And then I am going to tell you a very tragic murder story. Yay. But before we get into it, um, a little disclaimer. We are going <laughs> to... All right. I'm going to do the disclaimer today because Shauna's having um a brain aneurysm. No, she's not. <laughs> But we're going to talk about sad stuff, but we're also going to sometimes laugh about it, but not in a mean way. And just like a, we're trying to make it light and trying to make it bearable while we still get the story across. So we're never making fun of victims. Fuck all the perpetrators and all the mother fookers that do this shit. And, and most of the police. <laughs> yeah, honestly, most of the police. Maybe you'll hear a good one here or there, but you never know. So yeah, that's my version of the disclaimer. Yeah, so with that in mind, if you're not into that stuff, totally fine. But this is not the podcast for you. There we go. All right, let's get into it. Okay, we are going to start with Mad Loves. Oh, yeah. I got my info for these from The Wrangler online, so thank you. Oh, a new source. A new source. You can always check out all our sources on our website, badtrippod.com, on our episode guide. Nightcrawlers, minnows, gummy bears, anchovies, all things you could use as fish bait in Oregon. But don't you dare use blank blank or you'll be arrested as fuck. Oh, dog shit. Ooh, I think that might be loud, but it's rude. The answer is actually canned corn. No canned corn. No you can canned use corn. Corn right off the cob. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Popcorn. Cob corn. I don't know. This is big corn, really, just cracking down. You know, they love to have their say in everything. But don't you think they'd want their corn to be used for everything? Mm, maybe they don't want to, like, associate canned corn with fish. Yeah, they're like, look, we're high class. Yeah. We're not about getting in the mud with those fish. Mm -mm. I don't know why you're getting in the mud with them. I know. Why are the fish also in the mud? I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm not a fish. Don't ask me. That's true. They live their own lives. They make their own decisions. All right, next. Craving cereal for breakfast, but all your bowls are dirty? Too bad, sucka. You're going to have to wait a few mows because in Oregon, dishes must blank blank. I have an answer, but it doesn't fit in those number of blanks, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go ahead. They must dry for at least 48 hours. Oh my gosh, that was way longer. I thought it might have an extra word or two. No, but it's drip dry. Oh, so you're not allowed to hand dry them. You're not. Or like power dry them in a, in a dishwasher or whatever. No. Nope. Yeah, power dry them. What? Is that not a thing? I don't know. I, don't, I never heard of power dry. Yeah, me neither. But you know what I meant, right? Yes, totally. I got it. All right. Last. In Myrtle Creek, Jack might call you a little bitch if you don't show up to the flagpole at 3 p.m. 
but it's not your fault it's illegal to box with blank. Kangaroos. Yeah, bing, bing, bing. Wait, are you serious? Kangaroos. Like kangaroo jack. I, I, That's why I did it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're so good. I did not expect that to actually be the answer. Yep. No boxing with kangaroos in Myrtle Creek, Oregon. Okay, that seems fair. Right. I mean, it seems fair like the kangaroo's going to be fine. You're the one that's going to get fucked up. True. What I'm wondering is how many kangaroos are in Oregon? There's zoos and stuff. Yeah. So, okay. So don't climb a fence at a zoo and punch a kangaroo in the face. Look, we don't want this to be Harambe 2.0. Uh-uh. Harambe. Oh, just don't. Rest in peace. R.I.P. <sighs> what a meme. What a meme that was. Uh, Simpler times. Right? Not really, though. Yeah, no, not really. So what do we have next? All right. Now we're going to move on to... Pit stops, boy. Obviously, shout out to Atlas Obscura, my favorite. All right, first, we're going to go to Portland for the freaky but true peculiarium. Ooh. Ooh. All right, the tagline on Atlas Obscura was an emporium for the weird, creepy, rare, and just plain gross. Oh, I love that. I want to go there immediately. Oh, just wait till you see photos, but not yet. Established in 1967 by an explorer named Conrad Talmadge Elwood. An explorer? Yeah, he was just a casual explorer. I mean, I'm an explorer too sometimes. I just like, you know, we'll see an abandoned building and go inside. Am I an explorer? Do you do that? I mean, not in a long time. (laughs) Well, I guess, yeah, technically you would be. I would describe you as an explorer in your obituary if you'd like. No. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to put it in like my Tinder bio. People love to say, like, let's go on adventures and stuff, which pretty sure is probably in my bio. <laughs> um, it's like it's like the female equivalent of having a fish in your bio. Oh, sick. <laughs> or being like, mm, feed me pizza and touch my butt. I'm oh, like, my God. Bleh. Like, I'm sorry. Is it 2010? No. Like, I'm sorry. Buy your own pizza. Feminism. Hello. <laughs> no, I mean, buy me pizza. Yeah, that's true. Buy me pizza. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Conrad Talmadge Elwood. Right, right, right. His love for all things weird, freaky, and zany caused him to create a store dedicated to learning and terror. Oh my God, I love this so much already. I'm literally pissed off I didn't go when I was in Portland because they closed February 1st until summer because of COVID, but I was there when they were open. But it probably wouldn't have been safe to go, so that's okay. Yeah, they're probably closed for a reason because of COVID. Yeah, exactly. So... There are interactive displays for all six senses, which I think is cool. It's like a super interactive place. And I'm going to tell you a little more about it. The gift shop space contains a massive Bigfoot statue that greets you as you walk in. Shelves are packed with weird pop artifacts, gag toys, and creepy specimens. Oh my God, I can't wait to see pictures of this. (laughs) So exhibits include a nightmare dollhouse, fake severed body parts, and a trip inside a zombie's brain. They encourage you to take pictures and even have great places for selfies. Oh. Like a life-size recreation of an alien autopsy or chilling with an evil-looking Krampus with blazing red eyes. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with this. This sounds so silly. I thought it was going to be like spookier, but it's kind of goofy and I love that. It's like goofy spooky. So go ahead and look at the photos. You can check them out on our Instagram at badtrippod. Or on our website in our episode guide for this episode at badtrippod.com. Oh my gosh. Okay. It looks it looks like a haunted house kind of, but like more lit up. Yeah, but like um the photos where the woman is on her back and the guy has the knife in him, those are like mini figurine sets. Oh, like okay, cool. So it's not like a room that you actually go into, it's just a little thing that you like look at. It's super cute. But then the alien situation, is that like life life size? <laughs> yeah, so you can actually like put your head through the top and then take a photo. So it looks like your head is on the body. There's a hole there. Oh my God, okay. I can see why this isn't COVID safe. Yeah, yeah. You guys need to check these pictures out if you like creepy weird shit. There's like a bathtub full of blood and such. Guts and stuff. And that dog, a, come on. Yeah, a three-eyed dog with a human smile. He has like Richard Ramirez teeth a little bit. Oh, yeah. Honestly, he kind of looks like Steve Buscemi. Ooh, a bit like Steve Buscemi. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I love it. Love it. So not only are items for sale here, but local Portland artists are also able to hang their work among all the weirdness. So it's cool. They can like display their own stuff and it's local and you know. I love that. 
They serve fresh chocolate chip bug cookies sprinkled with edible scorpions, mealworms, and crickets. Have you ever had any of those things? Yes, at Old Rural Wisconsin. Really? Yeah, we had to. We ate those once. It was like Did really I? weird. I don't know. I know that we didn't our grade. Oh, okay. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Old World Wisconsin is like a place where you can go and there's a bunch of old houses from the 1800s and people are dressed like they're in the 1800s. It really like transforms it like takes you back in time and you do activities like washing clothes in one of the with a washboard and yeah. like doing all that kind of stuff. It's cool. I feel like a lot of states have their own kind of version of that, but ours is the best. Ours is the best. They have like cool ass candies with scorpions yeah. in it. I remember that, but I never I don't think I ever ate them. I think I ate I don't think I ate a candy with one. I think I ate like a candy like mealworm or something weird. Like, yeah. You know, ugh. I would try it. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Okay, so finally, like I said, the Peculiarium is currently closed due to COVID, but keep your eye out because they'll be back summer of 2021. That's like, you know, they're hoping for that. Yes. Um, Their Instagram is at Peculiarium.pdx. So check them out. We're going to tag them in our Instagram post anyway, so you guys can follow that. You know, they have really cool stuff. Look at it. I love it. I It's on my bucket list to go. Me too. Oh. I've never been to Portland, but I want to go and I want to go there now. No. But I can't. Anyway. Anyway. Where to next? Now we're going to La Grande, Oregon. Or La Grande. Grande. Ariana La Grande, Oregon. Wow, that's some good Italian. <laughs> I don't know why. All right. Here we are going to Hot Lake Hotel. The original buildings of Hot Lake Resort were built in 1864 between a sprawling hillside and a naturally warm lake named Ikeshpa by the Nez Perce tribe. Ooh, I want to go to a warm lake. That sounds nice. But it's also like, it needs to be the right warm because I don't want it to feel like someone just like peed next to me. Yeah, but if it's like a nice like room temp lake, room temp, I mean. (laughs) A room temp lake. You know, whatever. If it's like soothing and like, a you know, it needs to be the right kind. I'm like being picky about my hot springs or whatever the fuck like I've ever even been to one. (laughs) I know, like we grew up on a lake and it had seaweed and was cold and warm and weird at the same time. It was, but I loved it. Oh, yeah. So we can't really be picky. No, not at all. These buildings were actually later demolished after the railroad came into town, but a fully operative hotel began construction in 1903, including bathhouses that drew water from mineral-rich lakes. So if you want to look at the photos, you can see an early photo from 1903 and also one of the mineral baths that they had. Ooh, okay. So the picture from 1903 has like this lady in it wearing 1903 clothing and she looks like a badass, first of all. Love the hat. Love the hat. She would fit into like Beverly Hillbilly Wives for sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it looks nice. There's a pretty lake and some pretty buildings. And then the pool on the right. (laughs) Shortly after construction, Dr. William Thomas Fye had the initial brick structure filled with over 100 guest rooms, naming it Hot Lake Sanatorium. And no, these were not just to house guests, but also to serve as medical wards, offices and a dance hall. I didn't hear anything else about the dance hall, but I'm like, okay. Medical wards. This sounds like it's going to get creepy. It gets creepy. Yeah. Hot Lake became a booming resort for the wealthy and the ill, attracting people all over the world with its therapeutic waters. To be fair, wealthy people are ill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You're right. Oh, boy. Many important people also began visiting like the Mayo Brothers. From the Mayo Clinic. Oh, I was like, am I supposed to know the Mayo Brothers? They, Are they made like, Hellman's mayonnaise. They're like the kings of whiteness. Oh, God. The Mayo Brothers. Ew. Um, yeah, so they visited blah, blah, blah. And also state-of-the-art medical practices were undergone here. They like got an x-ray. They were one of the first people to like get an x-ray. Good for them. Good for them. Then Dr. Fye died in 1931 of pneumonia, and three years later, a huge fire destroyed the wood-structured wing of the hotel. If you're a doctor and you die of pneumonia, like, you're probably not a very good doctor. That's embarrassing. Oh, I'm just, that was such a horrible thing to say. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Dude, I, I'm like, maybe delete that. Maybe? We'll see. We'll see. It's like, we're joking. Yeah, but like, what if someone's listening and they're like, Dr. Grandpa died of pneumonia, and they're like, we've made worse jokes. If someone in your family is a doctor and has died of pneumonia, you may be entitled to compensation. (laughs) (laughs) Just email us. I'll cash out you $5. I like tried to make it better, but then I immediately had to go worse. Oof. I think we're leaving it in at this point. We have to leave it in. Sorry. 
Sorry, Grandpa Pneumonia. <laughs> no, pneumonia is a serious thing that kills people. It is. And it's not funny, especially in like COVID times, because it's like, fuck a- it. Actually, really bad. Yeah. Yeah, really bad. We're- Sorry, we left. So luckily, after the fire, there was a 65,000 square foot brick building. <laughs> okay. Luckily, after the fire. Wait. Bleh. Larkalay after the fire. <laughs> it's like I need to just read what's on the page. I try and like editorialize my own notes, but I wrote them. Right. So why? And you wrote them to say them. Yes. Yeah. So sorry. Luckily, there was a sixty-five thousand square foot brick building that survived the blaze. Oh my god. <laughs> In my head, I was like, why didn't I write it survive the fire? But I didn't realize I put it after the other part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my bad. Ugh. You. <laughs> I'm a mess. Cracking me up. My brain. After the fire, business declined and the property was only used sometimes. It became a nurse's training center and flight school during World War II related. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. During a winter typhoid epidemic, the vacant hotel's foyer was used to store the bodies of infection victims until the ground in Union City had thawed enough for graves to be dug. Ooh, very timely feeling. Yeah. By 1953, it was operating as a nursing home and later an insane asylum. Their words. Okay, they really, this place was multi-purpose. There are definitely some ghosts there. All sorts of things. In 1970s, there was a short-lived restaurant. In 1980s, one corner of the building was used for its bathhouses. And in 1991, the property was completely abandoned, falling victim to vandals and the elements. The building sat abandoned for 15 years and various stories regarding hauntings circulated. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I mean, honestly, like fires, mentally ill people. I mean, honestly, a lot of people who were just shoved in there and treated poorly and like made to go crazy. Yeah. And like shitty wealthy people and like some okay wealthy people, but probably a lot of shitty. Yeah. There's no good happening there except for the the pea. I almost said pea scented. What am I saying? The pea scented? The pea temperatured <laughs> yes, waters? is what I'm trying to okay. say. I was like, if they're pea scented, I'm not going. <laughs> so some of these hauntings include old vacationers. People have seen like apparitions, heard footsteps and heard whisperings. So like creepy. And I don't know why they know they're vacationers, but that's just what it said. They're whispering like, hey, want to sneak out and go <laughs> go fuck the locals. They like are wearing visors with a Hawaiian shirt and a camera around oh their neck. God. They're like, oh, hey, will you take a picture of us real quick? Oh, hey, could you hold this camera and snap a photo of our family? Oh, my God. <laughs> so... Okay, back to the hauntings. Well, that was the haunting. Oh, yeah, that's true. We we never left the hauntings. A nurse who was scalded to death in a lake. Oh, no. I'm like, ah, how hot did that lake get? Wait a second. I'm just saying. I don't know. Like, I know it's called Hot Lake Hotel, but it's not called like Boiling Lake Hotel. I'm just confused. Scalding Lake Hotel. That's the new name. That's so disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, look, look into that if you want. But this was already long. So sorry. It was haunted by a gardener who took his own life on the property and spirits of people that were in the asylum were haunting as well. Creepy, creepy. I did that piano move because apparently a piano has played by itself on the third floor. Screaming and crying was reported coming from the hospital surgery room by previous owner Donna Pate and caretaker Richard Owens, as well as rocking chairs moving on their own. Don't like any of that. Nope. So Scalding Lake Hotel was <laughs> featured on ABC's The Scariest Places on Earth in 2001. Ooh. And in 2003, the property was purchased by a family who undertook restoration. So they were like, OK, this place is haunted as shit. We saw it on TV. Let's go buy it. Hell yeah. They're like, people eat that shit up. Yeah, that's honestly smart. If you can if you can afford to buy this place, do it. But not now. It's not for sale. Right. Sorry. <laughs> they like, did it already. Yeah. You missed your shot. You missed it. You're like, what, 20 years late? This is funny to me that they specifically pointed out that they replaced over 300 windows. Oh, that's a lot of windows. It's a lot of windows. That must have been expensive. Oh, windows are pricey. Yeah, they're cheap in The Sims, so... Mm, Everything's cheap in The Sims. Hashtag mother load. (laughs) I play like a cheater and Shauna doesn't. No, I do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes she plays risky. Sometimes I just make a really ugly person and then make them have babies until their baby is cute. She's so insane. The the things she does on Sims. It's fine. 
her mental health is thriving. (laughs) All right. So they also did extensive work on the building's roof. They reopened certain wings to the public during the renovation in the mid 2000s. But now the building currently operates fully as a bed and breakfast and spa. Okay, so once we go to that creepy, creepy emporium, we're going to sleep here. Yes. Get some spooky massages. Yes. So some unhappy ending. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hi, excuse me. Where do I find the unhappy ending massage? (laughs) There's just like a skeleton jacking you (laughs) up. (laughs) Oh my god. It's unhappy because it's not a good texture. It's not good to have bones. I mean, certain kinds. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop immediately. Oh man. Okay, if you want to look at the photos of the newer version of the hotel. I don't think that's new. <laughs> no, that's brand new. They just renovated that. Oh, there's a picture of like a decrepit bathroom. <laughs> that's the master suite. <laughs> you pay extra for that. Yeah. Um, no, but the actual hotel looks I mean, it looks nice. It looks updated. It's like a little tacky. (laughs) It is. It is tacky, but it's cute. In a pleasant way, though. But also, like, if that was... I don't know exactly when that photo was from, but if it was in, like, 2000, you know, early 2000s. Good point. It's like a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So, finally, just so you know, if you visit, the new owners are wary of discussing the building's darker past. What? Then why would you buy a haunted building? Come on. I know. Don't be a chode. Don't waste the haunted building on your like lame ass i don't know (laughs) on your lame ass i couldn't think of a word it's okay it's still good because i felt what you meant so yeah all right that was our second pit stop and we're moving on to our final all right finally we are at tillamook rock lighthouse in clatsop county oregon clatsop clatsop tillamook rock lighthouse was also known as terrible tilly Aww. (laughs) <laughs> you're like oh terrible tilly how cute it is cute i know just wait though because she not oh the article i read from only in your state opened with the following and i loved this so i just had to read the quote before i read it basalt basalt b-a salt bath salt <laughs> yes bath salts are a dark fine-grained volcanic rock that's in the quote so. okay okay good to know Located a mile off the Oregon coast is a mysterious lighthouse perched atop a jagged bath salt. <laughs> Ravaged by the wind and sea, the decrepit structure stands dormant amidst thunderous waves. Ooh, that's poetic as fuck. Right? Wait, was that from the article or from you? It was from the article. Okay. Yeah, no, no, not for me. Between 1880 and 1881, Terrible Tilly was built and became notorious for immense danger to anyone that traveled there. Oh, so right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you some specifics, but go ahead and look at a photo so you can kind of get the idea. The old like sketch is the construction of Terrible Tilly. And then obviously that one's kind of from above. Um, This is not what I expected. It is straight up on a giant old like rock island situation. A bath salt, if you will. It's on a big ass bath salt. And it reminds me of like if you've seen the first Harry Potter movie when they go to like that rock in the middle of the lake to try to avoid, you know what I mean? And Hagrid comes. Yes. And gives the guy, the 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 guy, guy the tail. Oh, Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Little Dudley. The annoying guy. Um, I was like, Harry. Oh, yeah. That guy. He gives him that present. Honestly, Harry's the worst character in Harry Potter. Oh, my God. Literally don't even care about Harry Potter. People are going to be so mad. Good thing we have no listeners. No, it's fine. I think people are at this point like mostly over Harry Potter. That's true because J.K. Rowling is a stupid hoe. Yeah. When a man named John Trout. <laughs> what? John Trout. John Trewavas set off to survey the rock pre construction. His body was swept into the sea when he attempted to land land like 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 when he attempted to get to the rock like land a ship and be able to move to the rock is he flying no he's He's like in a helicopter no no. i mean i guess he could be it was the 80s right yes the 1880s oh (laughs) i don't think he could have been i thought it was the 1980s it was the 80s indeed (laughs) oh lord yeah so he died then rest in peace r.i.p trawavas less than three weeks before the lighthouse opened a ship called the the Lupatia. You're struggling today. The Lupatia. Can I see? I'm sweating. The Lupatia. The Lupatia. It sounds like a medic or like a disease. It's like I've got Lupatia. 
I'm so sorry to hear that. You gave me Lupatia. <laughs> we can struggle through this disease together. <laughs> you gave me a social disease. <laughs> Name that show. <laughs> Do you know it? I know it, but I don't know it. It's Degrassi. Oh, Degrassi. <laughs> good job. Good job. Thank you. Wow. I'm glad we're having some laughs up front because my story's dark. Okay, good. Yeah, because we're like insane right now. So try and follow along. Sorry, folks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So death. Less than three weeks before the lighthouse opened, a ship called the Lupatia was destroyed. And the next morning, the bodies of all 16 crew members had washed up on the rock. Oh, yikes. Okay, that's sad. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of crew members. Finally, after about 500 days, they were in business, baby. I read that it was the most expensive lighthouse ever built, but I'm like, compared to what? Right. Also, like, yeah, maybe expensive and people who have died. Like, you lost a lot of lives. That's pretty expensive. Like, you lost a lot of life insurance policies from your company. I don't think those existed, but who knows? Did life insurance exist in the 1880s? Probably, because I feel like back in the day, people could just, like, get life insurance on anyone, right? That's true. You could just, like, declare life insurance and be like, I get $1 billion. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I declare. Right. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> oh, man. So construction being over doesn't mean it got easy, though. The light keepers were completely isolated. They had an 80 foot by 45 foot building that housed four keepers at a time. They were all male and forbidden from bringing families, and they would be bunkered down with six months of supplies and basically just hope for the best. So, I mean, okay, that's so weird. So nightmarish. You know, there was some hanky-panky going on there. I mean, they got lonely. Yeah. Periodical violent storms caused floods, broken windows, and more. In 1934, the biggest storm yet had hit Tilly. Huge-ass boulders came dislodged and were sent hurling at the lighthouse, badly damaging the light tower and severing the light keeper's communication with others. Oh, that's terrifying. Scary. Imagine just, like, fucking boulders. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, crazy. And you're going to be there for a couple more months and no one knows how to reach you. Right. Cool, cool. Yep. So um, if you look at the last photo, it just shows how big like some of the waves are at Tilly sometimes. Nah, that's yeah. scary. Yeah. And like when Christopher and I were in Oregon and we stopped along the coast, I mean, we literally FaceTimed on that cliff. The waves were huge. It was like, oh, I don't even know how much force is behind those things. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I just wouldn't want to be sitting next to it. Right. Like it's beautiful from afar. Terrible Tilly was finally deactivated in 1957 after 77 long years, but she came back for more. Oh, of course she did. In 1980, the lighthouse was sold to Eternity at Sea Columbarium, a business that offered a storage house for urns full of cremated human remains. Oh, so that's what a columbarium is. Apparently, they they store urns and remains and stuff. Oh, yeah. So 30 urns found their final resting place at the lighthouse before Eternity at the Sea lost their license from like the Oregon Medical Funeral Board or whatever. Oh, this seems shady. Yeah. And the honorary lighthouse keepers remain there to this day, which I think it's cute that at least this Eternity at the Sea place called them honorary lighthouse keepers. I like that. That is cute. But they're still there. And you can only get there by helicopter. So oh. literally, when you said helicopter, I like kind of laughed. Oh, well, now that it's the, the 1980s, we can go on helicopters. Yes, we have them now. We have access. So that is the end of my pit stops. I loved those. Those were fun and creepy and spooky. Thank you. Uh, all right. I'm ready to be destroyed emotionally, mentally, and hopefully not physically. Hopefully not. Ready for this? Indubitably. All right. Today, I'm going to tell you about the tragic murder of Anna Repkina. Okay. She was a Russian woman who was murdered just one month after moving to the U.S. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Anna was just 27 years old when her body was found near the tiny town of Alsea. Ooh. It's a community of around 200 people in the woods of Western Oregon. So I'm going to show you a photo of Anna, just so you can know who we're talking about. All right. Remember, you guys can see these at Bad Trip Pod on Instagram and on our website at BadTripPod.com. Okay, that's her. Okay, she's beautiful. Also, she looks like she would kind of be in our family, like um, Aunt Carol and her daughters. Oh, I get that vibe a little she bit. She could fit in a little, but she's really pretty. She's like strawberry blonde hair, uh, loving the thin eyebrows. What year was this? 
I don't know when this picture was, but probably like five to six years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. So I don't know. It's sad because I just look at her and think she's, I mean, obviously it's sad, but she's like in between your age and my age. Yeah. And it just like fucks me up. Yeah. She was 27 when she died and she died in, I guess I didn't say what year, but she died in 2017. Oh, okay. 2017. So before we talk about her murder, let's talk about how she ended up in Oregon in the first place. Okay. It all started with a man named William Chase Hargrove. I have a bad feeling. Is he a white man? Yeah. And he has three names. Ugh. Ew. So this is Will Hargrove. I feel like I worked with him at Zaxby's. You probably did. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's just like kind of a chubby white guy in his late 20s with facial hair. Well, I'm assuming I hate him and good because I want to punch him in his fucking nose based off this picture. Yeah, you do hate him. Like really bad with my brass knuckles. Just kidding. Those are illegal. (laughs) Who has brass knuckles? Not me. Not me. So Will was a mechanic and according to one of his friends, but I'm not 100% sure this is accurate. He had also served in the Marines and had been stationed in Russia for a while. So Mm. he seems to have taken an interest in, in Russian women. Interesting. In 2015, he was 26 years old and living in Oregon where he worked as a bouncer at a bar. Okay. And one day at work, he met a woman named Michelle Chavez. She was a cab driver and she was just kind of like hanging out there waiting for someone to call her. Oh, okay. So they were both just like outside and got to talking. No, no, no. She wasn't outside. She was at the bar. Oh, she was in the bar like drinking. Or chilling. Who knows? Oh, okay. Yeah. I hope she wasn't drinking a bunch if she's a taxi driver. I don't know why. I guess I was picturing her like sitting outside against her cab and he's like a bouncer. I mean, maybe. At the door. No, I think she was chilling inside. But (laughs) so they hit it off. Michelle was 33 and she was actually married to an Oregon State University professor and they had two kids together. But they were not in love. They slept in bed together, but never had sex. They just like coexisted. Weird. But I guess if that works for both parties. Yeah. Interesting. Do you know if they had like an open relationship? Could they could they fuck? Um, so it's not super clear because some sources said that. Well, here. Well, I'll get to it in one second. OK. Um, so their relationship, like I said, wasn't in the best place. And when she met Will, some sources said that her husband was okay with opening up the marriage, mm. and some said that he may not have known about it. So it's not super clear, but it seems to me he must have because the following year in 2016, Will moved into a spare room in the house where Michelle lived with her husband and kids in Stop. yeah in the city of Albany, Oregon. What? Yeah. Okay. So he paid like 300 bucks a month and just like lived there. And um, so I feel like the husband must have known, but I'm not 100%. Wow. Wow. The kids. I'm just I'm just surprised because the kids were there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, people have all kinds of relationships. And like if this is where it ended, that's whatever. Good for you. Right. If it works, it works. But this is not where it ended. Please don't murder people. Thank you. So this is a photo of Michelle Chavez. I love the close up photo. Yeah. It's definitely like, you know, a person in their 30s 10 years ago taking a MySpace. Yeah. Not not MySpace. That's not a thing. A Facebook photo of sorts. Yeah. um, She's pretty, uh, you know. She's a white lady. She's a lady. <laughs> She's a lady. So Michelle and Will weren't, I guess, exclusive either. I don't know if she knew that. <laughs> mm. um, he was doing some online dating. Okay. So he ended up meeting Anna on a Russian dating website, which is kind of creepy, if you ask me, because he does not live in Russia. Oh, that's weird. So he was like talking to women in Russia, but from Oregon yeah. in his girlfriend's home with her husband and children. Correct. Nice. So she was living in Moscow at the time, and the two of them started a long-distance relationship. Okay. Anna was 26 and had recently gotten out of a long-term seven-year relationship, and she worked for IKEA Corporate. Ooh. She loved cats, rock music, and traveling, and of course, she was very loved by her friends and family. Aw. So she was known as just a sweet person. Yeah, a fun person to be around. So when Anna met Will online, things seemed to be going really well. Um, they would talk all the time. They both really loved music, the same kind of music. So they would talk about that. They sent each other funny memes and he would send her flowers all the way to Russia. Oh, my God. Cute. Or I mean, <laughs> he had this pigeon that he would strap flowers to and he would fly it to Russia. Yeah, I'm sure he called a flower shop in Russia. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I love that. He sent them from like he sent like an edible arrangement to her from, I don't know, Oregon to Russia. It's dead by the time it gets there. Sorry. Oh, man. It's the thought that counts. Yeah. (laughs) So they really seemed like they loved each other. And in December of that year, 2016, Anna actually traveled to Oregon and spent Christmas with Will in the house where he lived with Michelle and her husband and their kids. I can't function. I can't keep track. It's a lot. I mean, I can't keep track, but it is a lot. Yeah. 
So apparently Michelle and her husband were okay with that arrangement as far as I could tell. I don't think she was like thrilled about it, but she was okay with it. I mean, like, really, what are you what are you going to do? Right. What are you going to say about it? Right. You're not it's like your husband's next to us in this conversation. (laughs) As far as I could tell, though, Anna did not know about Will's romantic relationship with Michelle. Oh, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I don't think she did. Yeah. Okay. So while Anna was there, Will proposed. She agreed to move to Oregon permanently to be with him. But first she had to go back to Russia to, you know, like pack up her stuff and say bye to everyone. I'm like jaw dropped. Tell me again when they started talking. Um, I don't know exactly when, but I think it's been about a year. Okay. Okay. So I was just trying to get like a time frame of proposal to, you know, whatever. Yeah. It may have been less than a year, but it was it was a few months to a year. I'm not sure. Yeesh. It's a big move for someone you don't know that well. It is. But, you know, she had gotten out of a bad or not a bad, but a long relationship. And I think she was ready. You know, she's in her late 20s. She's like maybe ready to settle down. And she thought this was the guy. So I don't know. Three months later, in March of 2017, Anna moves 5,500 miles from Russia to Oregon. Oh, my gosh. So at this point, Michelle was starting to get jealous and she did not want Anna living in her home. So she told them they needed to get their own place. And they did. Okay, I was like, that's fair. That's a lot of adults in the house. Yeah. So they moved out. Um, That did not stop Will's greedy ass from continuing his relationship with Michelle behind Anna's back. I hate that. You just made this girl move across the fucking world and you're going to cheat on her. And you're telling her that you're going to marry her. Like, why don't you just tell her and then see if she's cool with it and then everything will be chill. And if she's not cool with it, she can stay at her home. And then you can find another woman that you like some. Oh, I don't believe that he loved her. No, it's trash. I'm picturing his nose again and I want to punch him. (laughs) So um, Will was living with Anna while telling Michelle that if Michelle left her husband, they could be together. Ew. Yeah. So Michelle agreed and she even gave Will her wedding ring as a sign of her commitment to him. And then he gave it to Anna. Yes. No. Correct. I was joking. That was like worst case scenario nope, situation. That's, that's what happened. Fuck you. Yeah. So this is a photo of Michelle wearing the ring. Shauna's caption is Michelle's slash Will's slash Anna's ring. <laughs> yeah. It's really pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty ring. Sorry, you also have to add the husband's because he was one that initially bought that ring for Michelle. You're right. I don't know his name, though. So husband's Michelle's Will's Anna's ring. Yeah. So as just a quick recap, Anna moved there at the beginning of March. Mm -hmm. They're engaged and the wedding date is at the end of March. Whoa. Okay, quick. Yeah. So she like brought a wedding dress from Russia and they just kind of were going to do like a little coastal wedding. So within that month, he got Michelle to agree to leave the husband and transferred the ring. Yeah. So the timeline about the ring was a little unclear to me. Okay, It might have been back in December, Mm. but I'm not positive. Okay. Either way, that's wild. Yes, it is wild. I feel like it would make sense that it was during that time, though, because Michelle then would have left her husband months before before Anna even got there. You know what I mean? That's true. You would think. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's a good point. So it's like I feel like it happened in that month. And that's what I want to believe anyways. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's what it seems like. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. Okay. So Michelle, I guess, saw on Facebook that the two of them were engaged and she saw her ring in a photo on Facebook and was like, what the fuck? I didn't know that she didn't know he was engaged to Anna. I guess not. Oh, oh, it's worse. Yeah. Or at the very least, she didn't know about her ring being used. Right, right. She just thought they lived together probably and that he was going to leave her. Yeah. For Michelle. Yeah, because that's what he kept telling her. Ooh, so. This is like that officer that just got busted with all the girlfriends oh. and fiancés. Oof. Gosh, I could go into a million years about that. So I'm not going to, but Google it. Google it's in Texas Google it Google it it's in Texas okay so Michelle saw this on Facebook and she messaged Anna and said that she was sick of sharing Will but Will had told Anna that Michelle was just the crazy ex so Anna okay so yeah so at this point Anna has no idea that they were wow still banging wow 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 yeah so that's what he told her so Anna dismissed this situation thinking Michelle was just like a crazy jealous girl right which you would because you would want to believe the guy that you love and move to freaking America for exactly oh When the wedding day came, the officiant failed to show up. Or at least that is the story that Will told Anna. But in reality, he had never hired an officiant. He had never filed for a marriage license. He went into this wedding with no intention of actually marrying her. That's so weird. I'm literally shocked he didn't have a fake officiant and fake marriage license. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, honestly, I'm surprised, too. Because that's what the sheriff did with his annulment papers. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So anyway, so that's what he told Anna. 
what he told Michelle was that he couldn't go through with marrying Anna because he really wanted to be with her. So he was still kind of like playing them both at the same time. Oh, he's like still trying to keep it up. Yeah. And I mean, it's still working. I know. Why? For a while, though. Okay. Three weeks later, on April 16th, 2017, Michelle was sick of Will's flip-flopping, and she gave him an ultimatum. She said she wanted him to get rid of Anna, and that if she wasn't gone in three days, Michelle would take matters into her own hands by, quote, building a snowman. Do you want to know what that means? Uh, A lot of things are going through my brain because Russia has a lot of snow, and it's something with her body. Yeah, so apparently in Michelle's family, it was kind of like an inside jokey way to talk about murder, like... I'll bury you in a snowman in a place that's so cold so it'll never melt and you'll just be in the snowman forever. Ew. Yeah. Which Ooh, which is really cool. If also. this wasn't a story about an actual person getting murdered, it would be like a haha silly joke. Right. Also, like if that was written in a book or like in a in like some kind of twisted movie, it would be like a good plot. Yeah, a good plot and an interesting, like never been done before, and now it's gross. Yeah. But according to Michelle later, she said, like, I didn't actually mean I was going to kill her. I just really hated her, basically. Like, I didn't want her around. Mm, Well, don't say that shit then. I mean, I say that all the time. Yeah, same. (laughs) I'm like, if I got arrested for every time I said I'm going to kill someone, I would be in prison for life. Yeah, you really would be. So it seemed like she understood the implications of her words to some extent, though, because Will texted Michelle that he would, quote, have this solved permanently. Mm, mm -hmm. So... Again, a little ambiguous. Like, it doesn't sound saying I'm going to go kill her, but I don't know. It implies something. I would question what do you mean by that? Like, is she going back to Russia? Right. right. Or are you going to murder her? Yeah, it's a lot. So Will and Anna went on a drive that would turn deadly. They made 30 plus minute drive to Alsea, Oregon, where Will maneuvered his car down a deserted dead end logging road on private property. At the end of the road, he shot Anna in the back of her head and dumped her body in the woods. Uh, never go on a drive with your loved ones. Never. It never turns out well. We said it in our familicide episode. And also, it's a logging road. Yeah. No, stay away from logging roads. And actually, now that I think of it, I'm not 100% sure that that's where he shot her. Mm. If he shot her there or if he shot her in the car when they were driving or yeah. before. I'm actually not positive, but I think he killed her there and yeah. he, he left her body. I have a photo, not of her body, of course, but of the place where it was left. That's horrifying. Like, uh, there are so many other options. I don't get it. Like, just be like, this isn't right. It's like you are the one who asked her to move across the world for you. Like, you didn't have to do that. No yeah. one asked you to do that. Why? Just tell her to go home. Like, break her heart. Tell her to go home. Don't fucking murder her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Very upsetting. So then Will called up Michelle and they met just a few miles away from the scene of the crime. Oh, great idea. Yeah. According to Michelle, Will told her that Anna had packed up and left. And then the two of them went and had sex. Okay. So Michelle and Will banged. Things are great. Ew. Uh, he literally hadn't even showered. No, it's disgusting. I'm so... F- After that, Will texted on his phone saying he wanted to hear from her and know she was safe to cover his ass. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Yeah. So then he went online and he started searching for advice on how to time travel. What? Because, yeah, he wanted to, quote, correct a horrible mistake. And he was legit asking strangers online, like, for advice. He was looking at, like, a spell to time travel. Because he wanted to go undo his murder? Yes. I wish I could undo his dad not pulling out. I know. Ugh. Ew. uh, That's lame. I know. It's, it's like... It's so eerie because he's like a murderer and then he's like, hey, when did you time travel? I'm like confused because he seems to have been just like a dick this whole time. Right. Like, like and now I'm like, wait, what's going on? It's, I mean, he's still a dick. Well, he, right. He just is like, oh, I might get caught. No, no. But I'm like, are you having some sort of like mental situation? Like now I'm wondering if it's a mental health thing. I mean, you know, I don't think so. No. I mean, people believe weird stuff all the time. Yeah, it's true. So you're not wrong. Anna's body was found the next day, April 17th, 2017. The groundskeeper of the lumber company found her lying face up at the end of the dead end road, and she had been shot in the head execution style. I hate that so much. You couldn't even like have the balls to have any sort of confrontation with her before. Yeah. Yeah. It's really upsetting. He just caught her off guard. Disgusting. Her body was left among discarded trash. Most of the trash was clearly old scraps of paper, broken beer bottles, stuff like that. But some of it looked like it had been left there recently. Hmm. So police showed up and investigated. 
and found that one of the items was a KFC bag. And when they looked closer, they found that the receipt was dated three days prior. Come on. Yeah. Bro. Your litter bug ass got yourself in trouble. One, don't murder. Two, don't litter. Three, don't eat KFC. (laughs) All of the above. In that order. Yeah. Maybe don't eat KFC. You might go above. Don't litter. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, they're close. It's a close call. All right. So they contacted the KFC and were told that based on the timestamp, the receipt came from a car that made two separate purchases in the drive-thru. Weird. Why? Um, Because there were two people in there. Oh, oh, I was thinking like the same card swiped twice. Oh, no. So one was made with a debit card owned by a person named Kevin Thomas. Mm -hmm. And the other purchase was made in cash. Mm. Who's Kevin Thomas? We'll see. This is the KFC receipt. Ooh, let's what did they order? They got a chocolate chip cookie. They got a biscuit. They got. Sorry, my eyes aren't good. A leg, a thigh. Ew! A pot wedge? A potato wedge. Oh, (laughs) excuse me. Can I have 76 pot wedges? And a medium Pepsi? Obviously, you're a murderer, Kevin Thompson. Ew, who gets Pepsi? Don't. That's like one of the main reasons you shouldn't go to KFC because they have Pepsi products. Oh, man. Okay. Pepsi, sponsor us. <laughs> Coke, sponsor us. Yeah. Okay, so back to this very serious story. Back to it. The cops contacted Kevin, who told them he had been at KFC that day with Will Hargrove. Mm-hmm. He also told them something even more damning. A few weeks prior, Will had asked to borrow Kevin's shotgun to go shooting in the woods and let off some steam. <laughs> weeks ago. He, pl- he was planning this for weeks. Oh, my God. And now he wants to time travel? So Kevin let him borrow the gun. He didn't like have any reason to think anything bad would happen. Let's have a new plan where don't give your gun to someone at all. If it's not registered to that person, don't fucking give it to them. Yeah. It's like literally not hard for them to get their own. So make them go get their own. Right. It's so easy to get a gun in America. They could just like you could probably order a gun delivery. I don't even know. He could probably just cast a spell and a gun would appear. Honestly, he could just go on Reddit, ask someone and then it would happen. Ugh. So after this information, the cops were like, "Okay, now we got him. So they brought in Will for an interview and he told the cops like, yeah, I knew her, but we only went on a couple of dates. And after our second date, she posted on Facebook that we were engaged. So I dumped her. It's really weird because she somehow got the ring that my other girlfriend had given me. Right. It's so weird. Like we kind of live together and like also we live together with my other girlfriend. But like we just went on two dates. We went on a couple of dates. I did. Oh, I forgot that thing where I moved to here from Russia, 5,500 miles. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, there was that. Hmm. Uh, so the cops obviously didn't believe him. And they were like, bro, we found this KFC bag. You're screwed. And he was like, I want a lawyer. Mm-hmm. They arrested him, charged him with murder, theft and identity theft because he had also taken her debit card and taken money out from her bank account oh to pay his car insurance. God. Um, And also stole her like ID and stuff. For what? Like he's going to use it on his bald face? I don't know. Probably like sell it or some dumb shit. Yeah. Oh, honestly, probably so she wasn't identified when they found her body, right? Oh, well, that's very possible. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Anna's mom had to fly in from Russia for the trial to testify. And of course, it's very heartbreaking and terrible. And they showed crime scene photos mm. and she was covering her eyes the whole time. It's really heartbreaking. It's like sickening for me to think that she just had to take that however long flight here knowing that she was coming to to right. go to court for her daughter's probably murder. identify her daughter or yeah. i i mean i don't know it's very sad i like can't think of words to describe the oh yeah you know so at the trial the defense argued that it was not will who killed Anna; it was actually michelle but there doesn't seem to be any credible evidence to back that up it's right possible she was in on it but like she definitely didn't commit the murder and there's really no evidence she was never charged with a crime also, like, why would Anna go hang out in a car with Michelle and Will at the same time? Like, yeah. it would be weird if Michelle was, like, in the back seat. Yeah. Anna would probably be like, nah, fam. I don't really know. So, meanwhile, Will was clearly guilty. His fingerprints were found on the gun that he borrowed from his friend, and that also killed her. His garbage was found at the scene of the crime, and his phone data put him at the scene of the crime as well. And nearby security cameras prove he was driving through the area with Anna, and then it was later there with Michelle. My God. I mean, like, I'm glad you're such an idiot, but also what an idiot. I know. But honestly, like, he would have been caught without the KFC receipt because he was like the boyfriend, but it probably would have taken a lot longer. Yeah. yeah. Dumbass. But I'm glad you're a dumbass. Right. 
So Will was obviously convicted. He got a life sentence with possibility of parole after 25 years. So he'll only be like in his early 50s. Oh, no. So hopefully that, I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah, this is so recent. I like forgot that it was like 2017. Yeah, I think he just got convicted, I believe, in 2018. Come on. That happened fast. Yeah. So since the murder, Michelle and her husband divorced and she's been laying low. And I mean, I guess trigger warning. She said she's been so messed up by the whole situation. She tried to end her life, but she fortunately did not die. And Anna's ashes were flown back to Russia. And of course, her family and friends love and miss her very much. Mm. So rest in peace to that lovely soul. Rest in peace, Anna. And that's it. The very heartbreaking and twisted story. Well, God damn it, Shauna. We were having so much fun before. I know. But, you know, it's got to be told. This guy, where he at? You know, you can send shit in the mail. Just saying. Can you send shit to prison? I don't know, but I could try. <laughs> oh, man. So screw that guy. Screw that guy. Fuck that guy. That guy sucks. That guy should never get another BJ in his life. Never. Unless it's a teeth BJ. Ooh. Like a real sharp tooth BJ. Yeah. Love it. One that perhaps severs the member. Maybe partially severs. Ooh, that's almost worse. Yeah, I think it's worse. Yeah. Okay. So now that we took this to an even deeper, darker level. Also, I hope he loses his pinky toes and is off balance the rest of his life. Oh my God. How about his big toes? Those are like super bad. How about both? So he only has the three middles. Oh, that would be a bummer. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I mean, let, no, we're not doing it. No, we're, we're not cutting hoping. anyone's toes off. I don't have the funds or the time to go to the prison. <laughs> Or the energy, to be honest. No, it's a lot. And I can't bring Aspen, so it just would be pointless. We can just put peanut butter on his toes and let Aspen nibble him off. <laughs> oh, my God. He doesn't deserve the joy of meeting Aspen. That's so true. Uh, okay, well, that sucked. But also, thank you. That was a good story. I mean, good in a sense that it was horrible. Yeah. And it's it just like makes me sad that she was so far from home and had no support system. Yeah. And was you know it, there was so many other options and what he just chose to kill her and it's just gross because like everything happened so fast there wasn't even like an opportunity to take a step back and be like what is happening it was like a whirlwind of moving marriage other girlfriends and she has a husband and you're mo you're living in this house and it's like Bleh. yeah and i read some text between them and also some text between him and michelle and he was like a smooth talker like I could see how if she's in Russia and he's telling her all these things, she right. can really believe like, oh, this is the guy for me. Like, I will move there for him. And if you just got out of a relationship, like you said, seven years, you just want to hope that you're going to find someone that's all of a sudden what you wanted that you didn't get from that last relationship. And if they're good at faking it, you're going to think you like hit the jackpot. Exactly. So very sad. Um, but thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Next week is going to be, I think, a little more lighthearted. Yes. We're, we're doing our wacky headlines, which are some of our favorite things. So yeah. So tune in for some goofy crime. Yeah. And Don't not even crime. Also just stupid shit people do. Yeah. It's really just whatever we find that makes us laugh and we want to tell each other and you guys. Yes. Again, if you want to check out any of the photos from the episode or any of the sources, you can check that out at badtrippod.com. And the photos are also on our Instagram at badtrippod. Feel free to send us an email, you know, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's very helpful. Yeah. Tell your friends about us if you know you want to, like, say you don't like someone and you want to annoy them. Tell them about our podcast. Yes. It's perfect. It's like a good thing for someone you like, for someone you don't like, for an annoying coworker. Yeah, if someone is having trouble waking up in the morning, maybe they can listen to us and they'll be like, oh, I need to shut them up. And so yeah. they'll get out of bed. Maybe we need to do that for you. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on this bad trip. <laughs>